Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Like a fire from the ashes, Dark Phoenix has risen. What do we think of it? We're going to talk about our spoiler, spoiler free thoughts on Dark Phoenix today. We're also going to talk about Jessica Jones' latest trailer and so much more, including Keanu Reeves potentially joining the MCU and who we think he could be. Let's check out Marvel Movie News. Welcome to Popcorn Talk, featuring movie discussion, news, and interviews. Popcorn Talk. We talk movies. And now, here's Popcorn Talk's Marvel Movie News. Good afternoon to you, our merry Marvelites! Welcome back to Marvel Movie News. I'm so excited to be joining you guys again in this week in the studio. How are y'all doing? So good. I'm excited to hear you guys talk about Dark Phoenix, because I'm excited to see it. Yes. No spoilers. Don't worry. Don't worry. But I want to know how it is. But spoiler alert, I'm Christian Blatt, and I'm so happy to see everyone. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, and I am Zia Anderson. I'm also happy to see everyone. I'm I'm happier. Okay, you know what, Christian? It's not a contest. I win. I'm the happiest. Okay, Zach's the happiest. Everybody calm down. I'm Zach Wilson. (laughs) We are coming to you live from the Gene Gary School for Gifted Youngsters. Nice. Uh, this is Marvel Movie News. You can follow us on Twitter at Marvel News PTN. Also follow our network Popcorn Talk on Twitter at the Popcorn Talk, which uh, you can also go oh. uh, at some point today to see our uh, real time reaction to the Jessica Jones trailer, which yeah. we will be talking about later in Marvel TV time. So much to talk about. We have some big announcements. Uh, that I'll, I'll, you know what? I'll give one of the announcements right now. We got an even bigger one coming up later. <gasps> but one of the announcements as we're talking about TV time. Um, Obviously, we've talked plenty about the fact that Christian and Zia every Sunday host Marvel TV Weekly. Mm-hmm. At 9 Pacific. Which is uh, on YouTube nice. on our sister network, AfterBuzz TV. Mm-hmm. Uh, what, we're going, what we've decided to do, because like we, we all love talking about Marvel, we talk about it constantly, twice a week, at least for most of us. Mm-hmm. Uh, these two, not me. Uh, <laughs> but uh, we want to do it, we're going to do a, a trial for a few weeks on seeing about putting, for the podcast listeners, for those of you who are just hearing our wonderful voices, mm-hmm. uh, putting both of those shows into the same Marvel Movie News feed. And seeing if you guys like that, so that we can sort of cover more every week on the show, and and split up more, have more time for TV stuff, and how the movies relate to the TV stuff yeah. on Sundays, and then the movies, and a little bit of TV news as it breaks or whatever, uh, as we have always covered here on Marvel Movie News on Thursdays. Right, and everybody who watches online and watches the live YouTube feed, you'll still see that over at AfterBuzz. So yes. that part's going to be, be the, the same. same. If you're here live. Mm-hmm. Same time, yeah. same place, Popcorn Talk. If you're joining on Sundays, same place, same time, After Buzz TV. But uh, if you're listening, you get twice as much content every week. Twice as much Perfect. excited yelling about Marvel movie news. <laughs> twice as much, Zia, and I apologize in advance, twice as much movie. And, and we, we, this, is a, this is a show that we do for you guys. So we're going to try this yeah. for a few weeks, see how you're all enjoying it. Yeah. And like then we're going to reevaluate and see how we go from there. Uh, because we want to make this the best show that it can be for you. So as we do this, please let us know what your thoughts are. Uh, as we go, especially as we get towards Jessica Jones coming out very soon. All right, let's dive in to the show because we have to get. Through, we're going to talk about Dark Phoenix. We're going to talk about Keanu Reeves. We're going to talk about some stuff that Tom Holland might have slipped about this crazy crossover Fox project that never happened. That apparently uh, the, Zach Stentz was talking about this week. Uh, plus Jessica Jones trailer, Blade, Morgan Le Fay on Runaway. There's a whole bunch of stuff, yeah. guys, uh, and that's just a tease. It's an exciting Marvel week. So let's start. Let's start with Dark Phoenix. Christian and I had uh, the the privilege to see it a little earlier in the week, ahead of the release. And because sometimes people might think there's a trend, uh, we asked Zia. She did have they, to work. She no, couldn't come. It seems always, like we never let her come no, to the movies with us. They always say, like, look, we're going to go watch the movies. You can't come. We only Not have two true. tickets. Sorry. No, I could have had two, a plus two, but uh, she couldn't go. So, yes, we saw it on we Monday. We tried to send Zia before we sent me. Yeah. That's true. They That's did true. ask me first. And I did try to work it out with my schedule. Right. But, but what are you going to uh, do? So, yes, Zach and I did get the chance to see it on so, Monday. So, no spoilers, right. because we know it hasn't come out to at least most people, especially 
especially in the United States yet. Overseas, mm-hmm. people are starting to see it, um, previews and all that. But, so Christian, let's start with you. Uh, no spoiler No thoughts. spoilers. What did you think of Dark Phoenix? So, I will, I've said many times on many shows that I've hosted, including this one, that I think that the Dark Phoenix saga in the comics is the greatest comic book story ever written. Just case closed. Uh, the first attempt to do a movie was The Last Stand, which is literally my least favorite X-Men movie. I thought this did a decent job of Gene's portrayal of it, just dealing with that happening. I think they, they nailed that much more than in that movie. And I, as I've said, I, I look, I just didn't watch Game of Thrones. Uh, I don't know her from anything other than this. So I thought she was great. I really thought she did a good job with Gene. And uh, the acting... I think, as Zach and I were talking after the movie, McAvoy's always good. Michael Fassbender is fantastic. He's not in it that much, but he's in it enough. Michael Fassbender steals every scene yes. that he is in. Like, I, the, the, the biggest crime of Fox losing the rights to X-Men is that we will never get the Michael Fassbender standalone Magneto movie. That, like, I want that first 20 minutes of Apocalypse where it's Magneto in the woods with, yeah. like, trying to raise a, with his family, just trying to, like, live a life, but people keep persecuting him. Do that for two hours, and I will be there, like, days ahead of time. That, I won't, because there's reservations. That's his story but, in, in Apocalypse. That's where he sees... Yeah. He's living in the woods, working in a mill, and he's like... Well, that's uh, what he, I mean. That, yeah. I, so that, that was what I wanted That's to what I wanted, But yeah, that but, kind of <laughs> magneticism <laughs> that he brings to nice. the role, like, you just... You can't help... You, you have to look at him whenever... Like, he's the most interesting thing on screen whenever he's in the room. And that's just him as an actor being yeah. kind of phenomenal. I wonder um, if Disney... We should start a petition to get Disney to hire him as Magneto when they start that X-Men storyline. I wouldn't be opposed to it. Uh, I, I, They sort of have to do a clean slate. I get yeah. it, but... Except for Ryan Reynolds, but like he's, right. he gets to, to be special. But like <laughs> Michael yes. Fassbender getting older isn't going to be a problem for that character. No, no. no. See, that's he could be thing. 10 years older, yeah. 15 years... It's going to be yeah. perfect, so... So, uh, I, Dark Phoenix, overall, I thought it was okay. Mm-hmm. Okay, not great. It wasn't bad. I think uh, people are being a little bit harsh on it in in the general reviews. Yeah. I understand why they're reacting that way. It wasn't as good as we wanted it to be, as you want a Dark Phoenix movie to be. Uh, the biggest prop, the biggest issues that I had with it were the some of the arcs that the characters went through didn't feel earned um, because we kind of they kind of rushed this story. They rushed into Dark Phoenix, where uh, Sophie Turner does a fantastic job with what she's given. But that this version of Jean Grey, we only had her for a movie and a half, yeah, total. So we, she only really had like Apocalypse, and she wasn't in a, that a ton. Uh, and she like the, to earn all of the emotional arc that Dark Phoenix demands of that character. But we're not attached to her yet. We just hadn't had time to be. And Apocalypse was such a like a <laughs> that like yeah. we that like we I wasn't invested in this take on Jean Grey to the right. point that like where when she's the focal point of the movie they they acted like they had earned that attachment they acted like it was Endgame where we lived with these characters for so many years and we're ready to see them like come to this big finale but it didn't hit right. there for your main character because when you sit down to watch The Last Stand I'm not even going to talk about the movie itself you were definitely more attached to Famke Jensen Jean Grey mm-hmm. than this Jean Grey yeah. just because she'd been such a big part of those movies so yeah that definitely it's definitely like they jumped it's like there's a movie we didn't see you know there's yeah. like a movie between Apocalypse and this one well especially and, because and uh, uh, sorry no, okay. show. Um, especially because if you are thinking, like, oh, do I need to go rewatch Apocalypse to get ready for this? You really don't, because even like the stuff is even with Jean Grey's character that yeah. they did in Apocalypse is is uh, is taken out. Like it doesn't. It's irrelevant. It's um retconned. Yes. Like the the little flash of of Phoenix Force that you saw in Apocalypse is completely ignored. They don't even acknowledge that it happened. And in fact, they negate that it 
it, like any reason yeah. that it should have existed, which is weird because this is the, all the same people making the movie. Hmm. Um, the way that I was talking to somebody in a spoiler-free way about this movie is that it's like 2004 good. It's like good before we had the MCU movies. It's good if like if you'd had X2 and then this was the next one. You'd be like, oh, this is a little bit of a letdown, but okay, I get it. It's before we had the great Marvel movies of the yeah. Avengers and stuff. Now, it, like, here's the thing. There's a lot of good stuff yeah. in there. Like the, I thought the the action sequences were really really fun. I think they used some of the even the ones that aren't like big battles, but they used the superpowers in really interesting ways. Where there's uh, a scene. There's like they go to a. It's interesting. They go to a very famous X Men location. Yes. They don't call it out in the movie. You have to like see it in the credits, which is <laughs> was a weird thing. And I won't spoil what it is. Um, but like once you see it, you'll and you watch the credits. Yeah. You'll understand what I'm talking about. But there's a there's a battle there between two characters, and it was really interesting to see them go head to head that way. The one thing that I say about this movie though is that this is the best Nightcrawler movie we've had because he gets to do so much in it, and we haven't had it. He's one of my. He might be my. He's probably my second favorite X Men. I love him, and I've always felt like we should have gotten more of him. He's great in this movie. He gets so much to do, and uh, I'm a big Kurt Wagner fan. So even if the rest of the movie hadn't been good, I would have been so happy. Because I love what they were setting up with him too. Yeah. Like they, they, they clearly know. were like getting ready to do something bigger in because the, they were re- ready for another movie after this, and I think he was going to have a big, big part in it. One question: How much Quicksilver do we get in this movie? You get Quicksilver. Period. <laughs> so I didn't really answer your question. No, it didn't. But I get him, so I'm excited. <laughs> we said commercial. You I know it. the commercial. Yes. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, uh, I kind of answered the question. Yeah, though. kind of did. Um, yeah, so I would think that uh, you know it's good, and I, I don't know. It, it's so far from the worst X Men movie. You know, like I, that's what people. I'm like, just compare it to other X Men movies. You know, Last Stand. Origins Wolverine, I could keep going, but those are so bad. This is nothing like that. Okay. There are definitely flaws in this movie, and when we can talk about it with the spoilers, I'll definitely go into the things that bothered me. Yeah, there, they, basically there were missed opportunities, and there were characters that they could have spent more time with, and they could have done more to build the this world and like earn the emotional moments that they were doing. Um, there are some choices like with Jessica Chastain's character that I don't necessarily... Yeah. Uh, I, I'm not... I don't know. I'm curious to hear once they start talking about it more what they were really going for. I don't think it literally landed the way that I they agree. wanted it yeah. to. Uh, there were uh, the James McAvoy was talking about the ending of the movie this week. Apparently, they changed it while they were shooting. Yeah. Uh, according to him, they the ending that they had written was very similar to another superhero movie that was that had come out before them. He didn't say which one. The timing basically leads you to believe it had to have been either Captain Marvel or Infinity War. So I'm leaning towards Captain Marvel. Yeah. And, and, I, and when I read that, I considered DC movies too, and I couldn't think of you know. There's no way that Justice League or Aquaman. You know, well, those I don't, were far. Right. Aquaman is the only DC movie. Yeah. That so I, 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 I think you're right. It has to be one of those two. So I think it's cap, based on it. I'm pretty sure it's Captain Marvel. Yeah. Um, and I won't go into the reasons because that would be getting to spoiler territory. But like, yeah, you can see that there's a little bit of like maybe undoing. Like, like oh well. This and then, and then there's maybe some remnants of what was there. Uh, I'd be very interested to hear what the original one was. But it, I just thought that was an interesting factoid. Some people who have seen it and have posted about it are saying things like they're they're so glad that now Disney's going to get their crack. For me, I was just like, oh, yeah, I think they had more cool stuff that they could have done. You know, we could have actually seen... It Had Fox done another X-Men movie? I feel like, like Zach was just alluding to, they were building to something good. I mean, Olivia Munn let it slip in an, in an interview that there was at least at some point a plan for another one that she was going to be in or, or whatever. So, uh, whatever that plan is, maybe... It's just sort of a fun thing to find out maybe what that would have been, like what story they would have done or whatever. But, uh, yeah, so, I I, look, the MC, having them part of the MCU will be great. But uh, I I overall have been a fan of the Fox X-Men movies. Yeah. Uh, And this is, like, the maybe last chapter, depending on what happens with New Mutants. That's true, yeah. Um, And so 
I, we'll wrap this up because I don't know how much more we can say without with, uh, in this, all this vagary <laughs> yeah. stuff. But that's at least our, our thoughts on it. Like I said, you can go into this. As long as you've seen the movies, I don't think you'll have a problem with it. Like, you've seen First Class. You've seen Days of Future Past. So you, you, you connected to these characters. Maybe you've seen Apocalypse. You don't need to rewatch it as long as you remember, like, the basics of it. Um, next week, we're going to be doing a full spoiler-filled review of Dark Phoenix and it's going to be extra, extra fun. I'm going to let Christian extra, announce this one. Extra fun. Yes. Uh, yes, we'll be joined uh, by longtime uh, X-Men writer. Uh, his initial 17-year stint is basically the basis for kind of all of these movies. Uh, Chris Claremont uh, from The Uncanny X-Men, who I've interviewed a few times uh, once on Marvel TV Weekly. <laughs> so he's going to be here. And he's great because, That's first of all, he's literally written more words than anyone, any author I've ever read. Uh, but also, no one talks about comics as thoughtfully as he does. And if you follow him on Instagram, you know he was at the premiere. And uh, in, from what it seems, he at least enjoyed the movie. And it'll be great to kind of loop him into the conversation. I mean, the, the like in ver- in so many ways, the father of of all of what you love about the X Men. I'll just give one thing. Before Chris Claremont ever wrote Wolverine, the claws were inside of his gloves, okay? So the idea was that he took the gloves off and the claws went off, too. This is one little tiny fact of what a character was like before he wrote them. So so join wow. us uh, uh, <laughs> next week. Chris Claremont will be uh, calling in to talk about Dark Phoenix with us. Uh, all the spoilers, and that's going to be a blast yeah. to do. Uh, so look forward to that. We'll keep. We're going to be teasing it a lot throughout the week. So we'll we'll remind you. Yes. Um, so let's uh, moving on from Dark Phoenix. There's a bunch of other news to talk about this mm-hmm. week. Let's move on. Uh, let's talk about Chris Hemsworth for a moment because uh, this was a, a, in the news, and I, I, I think th- like like nerd media is wont to do. This they made a bigger deal out of this than it was. But uh, Chris Hemsworth said he's going to take a break from acting. He said, I'm not going to be in any projects for the rest of the year. That's what he said. Mm -hmm. And everyone's like, does this mean that he's not in Guardians of the Galaxy 3? What's going to... Everybody calm down. (laughs) Take a deep breath. Chris Hemsworth was in Infinity War, Endgame, Men in Black comes out next week. Uh, He's... Been working. I know that. Yeah, I know there's other stuff. But he's, I mean, yeah. look, he's been working so hard. Look at how much weight he lost between Endgame <laughs> and, and Men in Black. It's true. It just, yeah, like, <laughs> I want to be really on that, got into that shape. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, but yeah, he, I, I think with the fact is like the Suicide Squad hasn't started filming yet. James Gunn isn't going to start on Guardians Three until he's completely done with the Suicide Squad. That's what he said. So at earliest mid twenty twenty. Yeah, and that's not even confirmed yet. I think if Chris Hemsworth takes the rest, he's probably just taking the rest of twenty nineteen off to like spend with his family and yeah. maybe sleep a little well, bit. Well, that's what he said. He said he's it's his kids are starting to notice that he's gone more. He wants to just spend a little bit of time with them, and then. In 2020, that'll be like almost a full year. It's fine. Like he's not going to take 20 years off. I'm sure everyone. Yeah. It's going to be okay. And like if if they plan for him to be in Guardians three, I'm sure he's going to be in Guardians three. The question of like when did that decision get made to put him in that ship with them versus like when James Gunn did the last pass at the script. I'm very curious because James Gunn is an executive producer on Endgame, yeah. so he knew at least at some point that they were going to do that. Where in the timeline? Who knows? And it, and it seems like even if it wasn't something that he had originally planned on, it's something that could certainly be made room, like room could be made for it to happen because it's going to be, it's such an interesting story. People are talking about it already. It's I mean, something that people yeah. want to see. Yeah. At the very least, it, you would have a, a cameo to like show him like getting dropped off somewhere. <laughs> something, yeah. Thanks, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> but like you have to do that. You have to do that at this point. Yeah. At the very minimum, uh, whether whether they baked in him to the whole story, will I'll be very interested to see. And I could see that being have been the plan. Yeah, I mean, I want that. Literally, all I want to see is um, like fights and like workout. You know, like battling between Star Lord and uh, Thor. That's that's literally all I want from that movie. I don't care whatever else they do. I just want to <laughs> see them being like, no, I'm going to get into shape like with a bow flex on the ship. Um, so yeah. 
That's what I want to happen. Yeah, I mean, I, I hope he's in it a lot. And, uh, yeah, good for him. Take a break. I, I Who knows? Yeah. Like, you know, he's he's been in a lot of movies in just the last five years alone. So, yeah. uh, And you know what? What, in half the movies he's in, Tessa Thompson's in it, too. So, yeah. I'm not mad about it. Now, <laughs> they keep, they're like, they keep talking about they're going to work together until they die. Yeah, <laughs> like, great. They're having fun. They were even doing some, like, character shipping and some interviews leading up to Men in Black. Oh, that's funny. Because uh, they were talking about uh, <laughs> they were talking about uh, the fact that you have uh, so many people shipping Valkyrie and and, and Captain Marvel. Oh, Captain Marvel. And they were yeah. saying, "Well, wouldn't it be fun to do a love triangle rom com <laughs> for the next movie where Valkyrie and Carol uh, Thor and Carol Danvers are competing for Valkyrie's attention?" <laughs> wow. I can see that being I actually really that. funny. Yeah, yeah I, I <laughs> would. Great. I'd watch the hell out of that. Um, speaking of crazy rumors, uh, there was apparent. This is not even a rumor. This was confirmed. That oh, this yeah. was in development at one point. Zach Stentz went on uh, the Fat Man Beyond podcast with Kevin Smith and was talking about the fact that at one point he had been hired and turned in a draft of a, a crossover movie for Fox. This was so. This was years and years ago. That would have been a crazy level crossover between X Men, Fantastic Four. Daredevil, all in one movie, would have had Deadpool in it. Yeah. Like, I was going to say, and Deadpool, but, like, Deadpool is covered by the X-Men. Sure. uh, Technically. But, like, all those characters in one movie. Uh, Are you guys sad this didn't happen? Yes! (laughs) I don't know that I am. I I don't know if I'm sad the movie didn't get made, but I want to read the script. So I'd love to read it and see what it would have been because it could have been awesome. And look, this could have been the Fantastic Four movie we always wanted, a.k.a. a good one. So uh, I I, I don't know. And just thinking like, wait, is it... Is it Ben Affleck, Daredevil, or were they going to hire somebody else? Hopefully you know? somebody else. Yeah, well, <laughs> Sorry, but, Ben Affleck. Uh, you know, so it, it asks so many questions. I'm fascinated by the project. Because, look, I love me some team-ups. So uh, I, I would like to have seen what it was, but... There's probably a myriad of reasons why it didn't go past the script stage. Yeah. You know? I don't even care if it was going to... I wouldn't even care if it was bad. I just want to see it. Like, <laughs> I don't even care if it was the worst movie ever. I still think it would be amazing yeah, to watch. That's why you're going to see Godzilla this weekend. Yes. What? Yes, yeah. it is. How dare Great. you, Christian? Whatever. Hey, Godzilla was fun. Oh, I go see Godzilla. If you right. want to, if you want to see giant monsters fight each other, I do. Kind of do. Like, all right. <laughs> it, that, all right, I'll go. It's You're a like, Godzilla actually. movie. Like, it's not the best Godzilla movie. Sure. It's fun though. Off topic, yeah, but like, hey, relevant. Off topic. It's fun. It didn't have Godzuki, but like, I'll always be complaining about that. Uh, five people know what I was talking, but I just the words I just said. Anyway, so that so apparently that was the worst. I had heard rumors about this back in the day, like because they they at one point had brought in Mark Miller, um, the the famed comic author, the Kickass guy, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, he also wrote the original Civil War right. and countless other books. Prolific. Uh, they Fox had brought him in at one point to oversee their their Marvel brand. Wow. And there was even he was talking about like a movie where that would bring the X-Men and the Fantastic Four together at some point. Uh so Mar- Fox had been thinking about it and like thing and like according at the time they had said that the the Josh Trank Fantastic Four movie was technically in the same universe as the X-Men films. Mm-hmm. Um that was the idea that they were playing with. That movie obviously didn't pan out, so there was at that point they went we're not even making a second one of these, so uh, we don't need to uh, cross yeah. them over with another franchise. Let's not, let's not taint other franchises with the uh, yeah. fan so, fantastic. It's just, Actually, it's, yeah. I, I thought you guys would appreciate because it it's interesting yeah. to hear about. Um, and that one was actually true, not a rumor. This one, this next story, is 100% a rumor. But uh, we keep taking them as, as truth, so let's keep going. Uh supposedly Eternals is continuing to build out their crazy cast that they probably, it makes sense because it's unknown characters, it helps to bring in big names. 
like Keanu Reeves. <laughs> <laughs> I want to. I don't even care who he is. I just want to see him in the movie so badly. Uh, uh, Keanu Reeves, star of the John Wick franchise and the Bill and Ted franchise. Yes. Both awesome franchises. Thank you. Both getting more entries next year. Yes. I would so like, excited. I would like one entry of uh, where he plays both characters, Ted and John Wick. So uh, <laughs> let me know if that happens. Well, I, I was talking about this with some people, and they were like, can we do John Wick versus Deadpool? <laughs> oh, my <laughs> God. Um, great idea. Uh, so, yeah, basically the rumor is that Keanu Reeves is going to be cast in Eternals, um, or that he's been meeting with Marvel. Makes sense. He's a very hot actor right now. Sure. Uh, in more senses than one, um, but so it makes it, he's the perfect level to jump into a a Marvel film where he's really taken off from a, one big franchise. He's got another smaller franchise doing a reboot next year with Hell Bill and Ted. Yeah. Very excited about that. But he doesn't like have that like breakout like blockbuster. John Wick is arguably that. Mm. Um, not since The Matrix. Recently, talking yeah. about are you telling, are you telling me that Constantine wasn't a blockbuster? You know what I like that movie though. <laughs> I, actually, <laughs> I don't care I, what anyone says. I, I, I enjoyed it. Look, he's got he's but like Constantine was uh, over a decade ago. Right, it was. You're right, it was a long time yeah. ago. Um, so he's in the he's in the exactly the right. He's very much a nerd figure. Mm-hmm. He's exactly Keanu Reeves is perfect for the MCU. Yes, he is. Here's my question, you guys: Who would you want either to, in Eternals or not? Who do you want? Keanu Reeves to play. Just let's, let's fan cast this a little bit. Chat, get in on this let, game too. Let, let me get right to the chat while Zia thinks about it because uh, Langley M. Neely says, my guess for Keanu Reeves is Arrow slash Star Fox, ah. a guy that makes women and men go weak in the knees. Yes, please. I love Star Fox. I'm he was on the agree. Avengers when I first started reading the Avengers. So that's Star a character Fox. I love. Great yeah. choice. That is a great choice. Because Keanu Reeves can play the the comedic angle of Star Fox for sure. We've you know, Maybe not so much from John Wick, but you see it in other movies. So that's a great call. I almost am afraid now to try and think of anything else. I actually, no. with um, with within Eternals, I think Hercules could be a good one. I th- Hercules I, doesn't have to be super buff. He doesn't have to be I think super it's buff, actually yeah. more interesting to see Hercules as someone who's not super buff. And it's be- not like he's not good in good shape. He is. Yeah. He is in good shape. So, yeah. But that's the thing. Like, a character who has that much strength coming from a slim guy is yeah. almost like more interesting to me. And look, we've talked. They've talked a lot about like when it, the first LGBT character to 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 be in the MCU. Hercules is canon, and the Marvel Hercules is canon bisexual. I I think That'd that would be, cool. be a great role to, and especially to put some a character like that in the spotlight by having someone like Keanu Reeves play them. Uh, I think Hercules would be in a plus like he could keep the beard. <laughs> Agreed. I think that'd be cool. Um, I saw this in the chat and I was also thinking it. Yeah. Uh, Silver Surfer. I think that that would be cool. He could be good as a That's Silver Surfer. That's almost two on the nose. Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't hate it. I mean, if we're going to get it, we're going to get if he's going to basically be Silver Surfer and they're going to build like point break around him. I think that's probably what we need. I really uh, like here in the chat, Mark. Um. Balam Blam, I'm sorry if I'm saying that wrong. Star Fox is basically omnisexual, like Captain Jack. I would love to see another <laughs> character be like, like that Jack. because he is the b- absolute best. As much as I had Hercules as like my like what I was gonna say in this answer, I think Star Fox, Star Fox is a way yes. better Such choice. A great answer. Um, as some like he, Keanu Reeves is also just such a charming person, like in real life and like on screen, that I think he could bring a lot of charm to that character who has to have it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, now and I he's... would just oh, go, ahead, ahead. No, go ahead. I would just really love to see a Captain Jack character where he's just sleeping with everybody, Everything. hitting on no, everyone. That, that is that is the Deadpool we should get on the screen oh, because that's yes. the comic book Deadpool. But uh, yes. we'll see if we get that. And uh, you know, now he's got this extra skill set as John Wick, as somebody who can you you just buy that he's going to take out an entire room of like twenty people. Mm-hmm. So that lends himself to so many characters. Like I don't think. You know, look, we don't need a money a movie of this, but uh, I could see him playing somebody that's sort of like a standalone, like the Punisher, at somewhere down the road. You know, if that's something they'd be interested in. Uh, by the way, Mr. Du- Mr. Duck Sauce in the chat keeps saying he can be the Beyonder. When you actually see the Beyonder as a person, it's such a letdown. Like Mullet Beyonder from Secret Wars Two. So uh, I like the Beyonder more as like like omniscient, like ray of light. So I'd rather it he not be that. He could be a cool Beyonder. He could though. be. He totally like, could. Like I'm just picturing like. It's sort of like a weird 
full circle thing too yeah. if he ends up playing what is basically Rufus. the architect yeah. from, from <laughs> oh, the Matrix. I was thinking yeah. it was Rufus from yeah. Bill and Ted, but yes, also the architect. Yeah, so he's, it's like, yeah. you know, full circle in, in a lot of different circles, yeah. Uh, yeah, that, so beyond, I don't think that we're getting get the Beyonder and anything anytime soon, no. but Keanu Reeves could have been he a cool be choice for that role. I've just been convinced, by the way, because at first I thought it seemed like I don't, I don't want a Beyonder, but yeah, if he's the Beyonder, it would be pretty like, cool. Like, if you just see him walk out as this, like, super chill, like, <laughs> Look, this is what I've done to the universe. Yeah. Now fight. <laughs> <laughs> um, that could be really interesting. Oh. Yeah, there, there's a lot of choices. Keanu Reeves, like, uh, I've, I am seeing in the chat a lot of people talking about him as playing Druig, who is a major villain in the Eternals franchise. And I, Keanu Reeves playing a villain could be really interesting. He doesn't play that kind of role very often. He doesn't. He's usually the hero. But it would be nice to see. I mean, he has, I personally think that he has the range for it. And I think that that would be just a nice twist for everybody because you're going into it thinking that he would be a hero and you're like, oh. <laughs> this is the other one that's out there um, that is not the Eternals but also seems to fit. What do you think of Keanu Reeves as Adam Warlock? Ugh! That would be really cool. That you know, he has the yeah. right demeanor for somebody like he Adam does. Warlock, like that kind of power, but uh, not really inclined to use it. And uh, Adam Warlock, likely the like, at least to start with, the lead villain of Guardians Three, the way that we set it up, probably yeah. not by the end of the movie, but at least to start. And you could totally see Adam, like Keanu Reeves, being a Keanu Reeves, is a strong enough actor that he could suck the. Uh, attention away from even the whole Guardians cast in the a Guardians sequence. cast plus Thor, by the way. Plus, yeah. yeah. So that, yeah. That's, that's the thing. You have to get somebody super charismatic to play at uh, any, like, whoever the villain is, especially if it's going to be Adam Warlock, who's going to be opposite of a team of Zoe Saldana, Chris uh, Pratt, Chris Hemsworth, uh, Rocket Raccoon and Groot, like Bradley Cooper and Vin Diesel, yeah. but, like, just on screen with, like, the two char- those two characters <laughs> running up. Plus, Dave Bautista as Drax, like, there's so much there that to take anyone's eyes off of them, you have to have somebody perfect. That's true. Although I have already cast Adam Warlock in my head, and now that I've cast it, I'm like, no, this is the only thing I want to see. I'm going to be really let down. I can never say his name, and I know I'm not saying it right. Nicola, Nicola... Jamie Lannister. Oh, we have oh. to say that. Yeah, even I know who that good is. Good luck. Um, he would also be a good choice for Adam Warlock. I, just, I, think. I don't know that he has the, the same presence, but he does have he the chops. He doesn't have the same presence, but I know he has the chops, and I would just I would love to see him in the MCU, and now in my head, he's Adam Warlock. Two, yeah. It's going to be a letdown. Uh, two casting theories from the chat really fast. Gamer Girl uh, says Living Tribunal, and Anthony Ooh. Manzano says Namor. I so, like Namor, too. Uh, I would be fine with him as Namor. I yeah. don't know what movie that would be, but... Yeah, uh, we'll uh, yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't see Namor, because I don't see... Like, Namor, in my mind, is like kind of like snidely whiplashy. <laughs> see, to me, he's always been Mr. Spock, you know, just yeah. to, in a bathing suit. But, so. but similar, like, yeah, somehow those two collide. Yeah, like, <laughs> that's it, true. It's snidely... <laughs> Snidely Spocklash. Here's your here's your soundbite for today's episode. <laughs> Namor is Snidely Whiplash crashed into Spock. <laughs> okay. Snidely Spocklash. <laughs> nice. Um, but I, yeah, I don't see I don't see Namor personally. Um, but I to- but the others I I totally get. But anyway, Keanu Reeves. Uh, you could l- let's just see him in the MCU. It's time. Yeah, Please. it's time. Please. Um. Let's jump up. Oh, over. agreed. Also, well, sorry. One more. One more. One more. No, one more. No, one. She says Alexander Skarsgård for Warlock. So that's. Different. I agree. That's totally, I actually yeah. do. That's also a good could choice. Work. Yeah. Also okay. could work. Anyway, <laughs> well, let's let's jump over to Tom Holland and Spidey Man. Spidey. Hey. Because Tom Holland can't keep his mouth shut, <laughs> but like at this point, people are think he, think he might be trolling. Um, so potential minor spoilers, but the, the internet thinks that these might be intentionally misdirecting yeah. spoilers because um, he was giving an interview uh, about obviously Spider-Man: Far From Home is coming mm-hmm. up in less than a month now, uh, July second, and it's this June sixth. Less than a month to Spider-Man, wow. you guys. How crazy is that? Um, and he was talking about the elementals. And the fact that you have guys like they're trying, they're adapting characters like Hydro Man, who are kind of like lame and silly in the comics, but they're making them crazy and badass in this movie. And he was saying how they got here, minor spoiler alert, uh, is that there were dimensional holes caused by Thanos' snap. 
I have to snap every time I do it. <laughs> so yeah, it. of course. Um, of course. But the idea being that Thanos didn't tear the universe a little bit when he did that. Um, and he was on Earth, so it would make sense that that kind of thing would happen locally. Mm-hmm. And some monsters came through from presumably the same hole in the in the dimension the dimensional hole. I'm sorry, that Mysterio I just came out. Grow up, Zia. You're the worst. I can't. <laughs> Um, But yeah, so you have, uh, that's the, like, that's the, that's what he's saying. The thing, the thing is, is that explanation makes perfect sense. So of course you'd think and be like, oh, that's Tom Holland spoiling again. But you're right. It would also make sense for him to be like very misleading with stuff because we all know him as the spoiler. So I don't know. That's a good question. It's a good question. It makes sense. And if he has spoiled it, I'm okay with it. That's not going to change my enjoyment one or the other. Yeah, that's way less of a spoiler than it feels like half of the trailers for that movie. Yeah. (laughs) And I don't know if we've talked about it on this show, but I do love the story that he thought he was filming Tony Stark's wedding scene in Endgame. That's what he said. Yeah, and 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 then watching it three times now, when he's talking to Tony Stark in that movie, almost all of his dialogue is ADR, additional dialogue recording. It's looped in after the fact. Because they didn't want him to know that far out. It's like, this is five years later. This this Because he has all these spoilers, and they're like, oh yeah, we can't trust him to say it. So they probably had him loop it like a month or two before it came out. That was just something that I've been meaning to talk about on the show, and this tied into that. So. Yeah, here, here's the thing. like He had to shoot Far From Home yeah. before that movie released, which obviously has the same spoiler. So like take that all with a grain yeah. of salt. Because right. you can't, even the stuff in the trailer, you, can, you couldn't have shot without him knowing how <laughs> Endgame ended. Uh, it would have been tough. Yeah. That is that said, it uh, it is fun to talk about this. All right, we still got a bunch of TV stuff, including a oh big old God. trailer to talk about. Yeah. Let's do Marvel TV time. <clears throat> Marvel movie news. We're talking TV time. I'm like faking a mic in front of myself, and <laughs> like I literally have a mic in front of myself, and I hit my mic. <laughs> yeah, you did. By strumming so, too enthusiastically. to the listeners everywhere. All right. Some cool stories, and we got Doom's Question Corner coming up, where I've got at least one, maybe more, questions from you guys to talk about. Jessica Jones, one week from tomorrow, That's or right. from tonight at midnight, True, we will get Jessica Jones Season 3, the final season of the show. They released the trailer this morning. They actually did it in time for us to talk about it on the air. I Which, know. by the way, thank you, Netflix. Finally. I'm mad about you getting rid of all the shows, but this was... I appreciate this. Yeah, I was like... I knew that they had teased yesterday that they were going to drop it today, and I was like, oh, don't drop it at 2. I swear <laughs> to God. Um, or one thirty. even. We're halfway through the show, and yeah. we can't watch it, and we get done. We're like, Usually oh. when they tease it, they tease stuff like that they release at the beginning of the day. Yeah. Uh, but it's, it's when they don't tease it, and they're just like, here's some news. Um... <laughs> What did you guys think of the trailer? It made me really excited. Honestly, made me really excited to watch it, which is saying something because I I like Jessica Jones. I really like the character. I like the the show. Um, it just because season one dragged for me, and because David Tennant wasn't in season two except for one episode. Christian, I know. Um, just saying, but he wasn't in all of it. I I kind of put off watching it. I still haven't watched it. That was I'm caught up on every single show, but that was one of the ones that I was like, okay. I, um, I'm not super excited for it, but now that I've seen the trailer for season three, I'm really excited because it looks awesome. I really like the turn that they're taking. I know, I'm Go sorry, Zach. Season two. Season two is super underrated. Just like they didn't feel the need to overly do a comic book character mm-hmm. yeah. as part of the story. They just did the second season of what they created in season one, and that's why I thought it was so good. Like They didn't focus on like, oh, well, this is going to be the season where we do this villain. It's just the next season. It's right. the logical progression of her story. Well, and as long as that if, makes I sense. I thought it was... I, I really loved it for that reason. Season one is stronger, like, Agreed. no doubt. Yeah. And season one is still, I think, my favorite Netflix season of any of those characters. Hard to argue with... Like, I mean, hard to, like, decide when you're putting it against, like, Daredevil season three, which yeah. I thought was really great, and uh, Daredevil season one was really good. For uh, me, Punisher season one is, like, my number two. Punisher me, Daredevil, season, Punisher. yeah. yeah. Punisher season one was great. wasn't for me. Yeah. But that doesn't mean it's bad. It just wasn't right. for me. It's just not your thing. Yeah. Get it. Um, but this trailer looks great. Looks awesome. Guys, 
Guys, yeah. throw up that picture. We need the picture. Because picture. I want to say that this is what I'm most excited about. Yeah, guys, if you've, if you've listened to any of the stuff I've talked about Jessica Jones ever on any podcast, you know I'm super excited for Hellcat. <laughs> and we're getting at least a version of Hellcat. She jumped down from a bridge. And landed on her feet just like a cat, guys. Exactly. <laughs> I don't know if we're, if maybe, if we're, that, that sort of implies to me some kind of superpower stuff. I like. I hope so. Can we? Yeah, please. Zia, you whisper that so quietly. I know. I'm sorry. Well, I so hope that's so. so that's what I ask. Like that clearly looks to have some superpowers about it. We know that uh, uh, last year Trish was experimenting with a sort of like uh, facsimile for like MGH, right? Exactly. Mutant growth hormone. <laughs> uh, that's not what it was, but like effectively the same the same result. Uh, do you think it was the it was nukes? pills yeah um, that's kind of what i think it's funny because that was exa- i didn't even watch season two and in my brain i was like the pills <laughs> right exactly <laughs> but Makes sense. but she already dealt with that addiction do mm-hmm. you think that this is like latent from that or is she going or might we go a little bit co- like uh supernatural with her what like her character does in the comics i would i would personally like to see that but it I don't know. Yeah, it makes sense I, to... Yeah, ahead. I feel like it's been more set up that yeah. this is what that is. It'd be cool if that's the turn and takes, that's going to be great. That, but I, Sorry, I think wait, that way. That it's, uh, the, it's pills. The, the pills and the treatment that's she went I through thought. and all that. You know, I think that the fact that she didn't really have any of this before that, and now she does, it seems like that's what they set up. So yeah. uh, that's my, my inclination. It makes sense. I just wanted to talk about it because, like... We're getting Hellstrom now, and yeah. like part of me, I'm. I wish, like, I I want so badly for them to like take Hellcat into Hellstrom and do awesome. that their storyline sure. awesome. in this darker version of the world. I, Which I'm hyped for Hellstrom, by the way, like hyped for that show. I, I'm, it, it sounds good. I'm more excited for for Robbie Reyes. Way more excited. Also, yeah, we're talking about Jessica Jones right now. Sorry, um, <laughs> getting. Getting sidetracked, guys. There's so but, many good shows. Uh, I am just excited to see what because Trish has been one of the like highlights of this show. Her arcs have been great, and like it, she's been phenomenal to watch over the first two seasons. I'm excited to see her actually take on the role of Hellcat for season three. But I digress. What do you guys think of the villain? Christian was the first of us to recognize this villain by name. Yes, so they tell you it's Greg Salinger, and now that, uh, I think we mentioned at the top of the show that we did a reaction video that people can find uh, over at Popcorn Talk, but uh, I've now been able to cheat and look up a little bit more. Uh, So he's Fool Killer, and it's not the first Fool Killer, uh, but, uh, so he's not the one that you'll see with the, basically looks like one of the Three Musketeers with the big blue hat. He's a little bit more like Deadpool, which makes sense, because he was one of Deadpool's mercs for money, which is a lot like Heroes for Hire. Uh, And it's, uh, I mean, it's a very interesting character who's run into everybody from the Defenders to Spider-Man and, uh, well, as I mentioned, Deadpool. So, uh, it'll be interesting to see how much of that... I mean, you don't give him this guy's name and then not do some of it, you know? I'm going to assume there's going to be no costume at any point, you know? But, uh, so, it'll be kind of interesting to see because this is a... This is a real maniacal character, one of those ones that, uh, you know, if it, it, the best way to compare him, really, you do have to ve- venture over to another universe. He's a little bit more like the Joker in that way. You know, he's like that sort of like, oh, completely unpredictable kind of guy. So it'll be interesting to see what their take is for this show. And I don't think this was a character that was sitting around waiting to be used in a movie. So I love when they take these characters, you know, like Zach said, season two, great that they didn't use anybody, but I'm glad that we're getting somebody uh, who looks like he's going to be the main villain. So I'm excited about that. Yeah, I, yeah, I mean, like this character, it's like pretty down to like down to earth in terms of Mm -hmm. just like power level. Like he's a normal person. There's no like true superpowers, just a vigilante. Mm -hmm. Um, So what we saw in the trailer is that he is going after Jessica, claiming that she is a liar or she is a fraud. She's fraud. a fraud mm-hmm. and a cheater. Those are all and words that he uses, and, and I believe there's a there's a dollar bill with uh, that written on it. So, they looked yeah. like I, it, it could have been dollar. I thought it looked like um, bonds. Uh, well, yeah, which is like I a think, weird thing. I, I was just like, were prop, I, I think that they were bad prop dollar bills that they needed to, you know, look rigid for the camera. But, Maybe so that's probably why it looked like a savings bond. You're right. <laughs> How did you say it? it totally looked like a savings bond. <laughs> I only know because I like finally cashed in like the stuff I had for my bar mitzvah this year. 
They take like 15 years they to take, mature. Yeah, they do take forever. Uh, <laughs> I didn't I, know that was a thing, but I, I will take I will for also it. need 15 more years to mature. But anyway, back to your point. <laughs> nice. Um, so, wh- like, it's, it remains to be seen, like, why he's going after Jessica. Is it just like he latched onto her, thinking that she's lying about the powers, or that she it maybe has misused the powers, is, yeah. is always potential, as somebody who's, like, violent but. The, the interesting thing to note in the trailer, we see Jerry Hogarth, mm-hmm. who appears to be representing Salinger. Mr. Salinger. Yeah. Can't wait to see that. I, I don't understand how she's still a lawyer, uh, but sure. Okay. Anything Look, can happen. Jerry can <laughs> lie through her dang teeth. That's true. And convince. And, oh, she, she could sell you the Brooklyn Bridge five times. Uh, so I, I believe that she could get her license back. Or like like put anything that has happened under. She'll the rug. be fine, but uh, yeah, she is one of those people uh, like Trish. You can always land on her feet. Yeah, ah, that was good. Oh, give me more Hellcat. I'm so excited for Hellcat. I like the. I like that we're getting that first. I hope we get to see the actual costume, but I like that we're getting just like you mentioned during the watch long or before we did the trailer reaction that it's like Daredevil season one. It's Daredevil's yeah. costume. Yeah, it is. It basically <laughs> is. But I like that because I like to sort of see that beginning stages of like, well, I'm just throwing a, a scarf over my head and I'm gonna um, go out and fight crime to like getting to actually. But her, her, yeah. No, go ahead. Uh, her head, like. Mask the mm-hmm. head part the the like face part of her mask yeah. is black mm-hmm. so it works we did put her in a yellow suit yeah up till then it might be a little loud for like Netflix gritty and like, like running night around at night because it makes perfect sense to wear a bright yellow suit I, but still I know maybe just once you know like yeah. we got in Luke Cage with um, where, where he puts on the laundry yeah where he and, it's, yeah yeah, like, yeah. That's or just, like Jessica Jones where they showed off the jewel costume oh, yeah. for a moment just like I'm once. sure I'm sure that they will do a version of it mm-hmm. in some way. It's just uh, a question of And how. then, of course, this is sort of the disappointing thing on that we all know that the Marvel Netflix universe is closed because yeah. if not, this is where we would be talking about, like, are we going to get our own Hellcat series? But now, yeah. of course, there's no chance of that. No. Yeah. Just spin it. Just center to Hulu. Yeah. <laughs> for yeah. Or for Hellcat, the series where she goes to damn right. hell. <laughs> like, I would watch the heck out of that and like it's not and like this is not even necessarily uh we're look we're gonna get like hellcat uh and this is like the dark version Mm -hmm. of her character i still love the kate leth version of the character where she's like a unemployed person (laughs) trying to just like find like a job for her and other people with like minor superpowers and when hellstrom shows up it's just he's the dick (laughs) ex-boyfriend Like, that's my favorite version of that character, but I'll take the dark one, too, because what they've done with Trish has been fantastic. Mm -hmm. All right. There is more TV news to talk about, um, and I want to make sure we have time for Question Corner. Uh, Speaking of Hulu, there is a rumor, a stronger rumor now, that Blade is being developed for Hulu. Dude, Basically to, to pair with... Hellstrom and Ghost Rider. What do you guys think? Do you think it's like this? There's been rumors about this for years, more so with Netflix, but obviously Netflix going away. Do you guys think this could be finally the time we see the vampire hunter, hunter return? I mean, it would make sense because it does go along with the other shows that we're getting on Hulu. It it fits. Um, I'm just going to throw that out, throw this out there, even though I understand that this is probably highly unlikely. But Wesley Snipes still looks pretty darn good, so. Uh- that, that's what I was about to say. Is, really? that, is that I'll be more excited if Wesley Snipes is, but it, it, the, I, I think that character lends itself to a series. I think it'll work uh, oh, yeah. better than it did as a movie. So Still and yeah, like movie. Zach said, it, it really ties in so well to the the territory you're covering with Ghost Rider mm-hmm. and Hellstrom. It's great because they've carved out a different feel than we were getting from like the the Hell's Kitchen mm-hmm. slash Harlem Heroes. So I think this is great. Yeah, I I I think it could work on Hulu. The the only problem is who I really want to play Blade. Like Wesley Snipes is obviously like uh, the legacy person to play him, but I think like having him do a cameo would be more appropriate. Like I want a young Blade to come thinking? in. I'm, I'm I want curious. John Boyega Ooh. as Blade. Okay. I do like him. He's wrapping up on Star Wars. Yeah, Disney's already got I him in the family. That. Like I would like Blade that. is British. That's true. John, John Boyega is British. I know he doesn't sound that way in Star Wars. No, but, but he he's is, very like, much yeah. British. 
please let him run rampant as a vampire hunter in the MCU. So, um, like, whether that's on, I, I don't think you could get him on Hulu unless you're really going to increase Hulu's budgets. Yeah, but yeah. Wesley Snipes would be more expensive than John Boyega. For sure, no way. His asking price would be higher. Let's put it that way. I he's still, see he's that. still, because you know he's, he's not going to pay taxes. Pay some debts. So, so, <laughs> so maybe see. take a smaller paycheck because he's not going to get taxes taken out. Oh, uh, we had opposite takes on <laughs> the, <laughs> same, <laughs> the same joke. Uh, but anyway, oh, uh, I don't know. He's a great choice, though. I would love to see that. I but, can see that. Yeah. You know, uh, often a lot of these things, you know, what's going to work? An unknown. So yeah. that'll be fine too. That's which I'm, yeah, that's probably what we're going to get. I'm, so. which I'm fine with. I just, yeah. I think I saw someone say, uh, is it Mahershala Ali? Oh, I mean, he would be good, but he's still still cottonmouth to me. No, I know, but I could see him as Blade. Uh, There's there's a a lot of interest. And yes, to to the chat, like, Blade in the comics is British. Yeah, Um, yeah. Obviously, Wesley Snipes... Is not British. Yeah, but... But but he is... uh, Oh, Gamer Girl, Noel Clark, who played Mickey from Doctor Who. Oh, I would like Uh, that, Gamer Girl. I know that he has the, like, violent... but I just love him. He's a good. I do enjoy seeing him. I haven't seen him in in anything in a while. At least not that I've realized. But yeah, yeah. what has Mickey done? It's been so long. Who knows? Um, Let him live his life. Yeah. Uh, But yeah, I, 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 the problem is like I can't think of anyone. I don't know that you could do better without going unknown than John Boyega. Yeah. I actually kind of. So I can't get that out of my head. But so Blade rumored to Hulu. and on Hulu, and this is sort of giving credence to this like expanded supernatural world that you've already seen with the Runaways start to build out, especially with with, uh, the, with Minoru mm-hmm. clan uh, on there. Uh, we got confirmation. We got uh, uh, news this week, not just confirmation because we didn't know about it. Uh, Morgan Le Fay. Dude, don't even get me started. The, the <laughs> so excited. Witch of Arthurian yes. legend is coming to Runaways, and. Even crazier than that, she could be played by Elizabeth Hurley. Right, though? What do you guys think of this casting choice? Okay, first of all, great casting choice. Um, Second of all, so excited for that character. Without going too deep into it, for those of you that, like, don't know, growing up reading, holy crap, all I read was stuff about fairies and, uh, like, Arthurian time. Like, I'm so obsessed. So the fact that we're getting this in a show, I'm so excited. Yeah. And And Elizabeth Hurley is, yeah. Yeah, she's the character who's obviously been used in Marvel Comics plenty to be a sorceress and, Mm -hmm. and do all that. But, like, yeah, bring her into the runaways. Half fairy. She's half fairy, you guys. It's uh, it, it's good casting, but uh, I'll have to say uh, you haven't lived if you haven't watched the uh, unused Wonder Woman pilot with Adrian Padlecki as Wonder Woman and uh, Elizabeth Hurley as the uh, the villain in it. Uh, oh my so, god, I forgot Elizabeth yeah, Hurley was what? in that. So I'm a little bit less excited because of that, but uh, I think now that I she'll play it. No, look, it's it's a little. It, it, she's a little big performance wise. She could dial it down. A little. Look, you can't judge anyone by what was in that. Pilot like Adrian Palicki is the is so an amazing mockingbird on Agents of Shield. Uh, yeah. And do not watch her as <laughs> as Diana Prince in that show. In that that pilot because I watched it at some point. It's I, me too. Awful. It's it, look. Yeah. We don't have time. No, I know. Uh, but but uh, so uh, I I think she can be good. She's been great in a lot of things. Did you see her in that Brendan Fraser movie where she plays the um, the devil? What was it called? Oh, did you guys see that? Bedazzled. Yes. Bedazzled. Yes. That's what I did it was see called. That movie. Yes, I've seen that movie more times than I care to admit. <laughs> Um, Mostly right same. after it came out. Yeah. Anyway, same. But yeah. Anyway, look for that. that. Um, real quick, because I want to make time to, for this question for for like to talk a little bit of questions. Uh, Agents of Shield this week. Uh, this episode frustrated me a little bit. Uh, my, like spoilers a little bit for Agents of Shield as always, you guys. Uh, I enjoy like the Deke stuff. We got Deke back. I loved that storyline. Was amazing. Deke was awesome. Uh, Deke was so much fun in this episode. Uh, I love that they where they put him as like a tech billionaire because he's from future. He could just do that. Yeah, and he's like so weird when he programs Daisy into a framework video game. Not so surprising. Insane. And somehow he's dating that friggin' influencer that you're just like, wait, what? Of course you're he so is. Smart. Yeah. What's of happening? Of course he is. Deke doesn't. He, Deke, he's going Deke the complete is, opposite. Deke of... has no street smarts. He would dump be the first so, person that like paid him any attention. Remember what, what we told you about Deke is that he drinks Zima. That girl's like a walking, talking Zima. Oh, okay. Okay. So, yeah. so personality-wise, the, the problem that I have with this episode was that Yo-Yo's storyline um, yeah. made like it was the classic case of a character forgets that they have superpowers <laughs> right uh in the exact right moment to use them and where like literally her 
she could have reached and taken that bat pterodactyl thing yeah. and like solved it by in a heartbeat, a literal heartbeat, because that's her power. Mm-hmm. Um, and she just doesn't in that moment. She does later to do the to clean it up, but not to save the day. It, it, that stuff, like I get that you're trying to progress a plot, but like you got to at least explain why it didn't happen. Either she froze, and that's something we're gonna have to deal with. Or her powers don't work anymore. Or like, obviously they do. Or, or she just says she's she's afraid she would have hurt him. So something that, that would have been it just fine. needed something, yeah, but she you, just didn't. Yeah. So I agree. Yeah, that that it, was definitely it, that, that one was tough. All right, Doom's question corner. Uh, this one was sent to into us under the alias of Bruce Banner. Hey, um, so I, I don't think Bruce is sending this oh, one to us, bro. but but cool. I want to talk about <laughs> this. Will take a moment to explain, but like, so this is the <laughs> question. Uh, I'm, I'm going to call you out a little bit. The question is, do you think Marvel will ever do a socially relevant Oscar-worthy movie in the vein of Joaquin Phoenix's new Joker movie? Do you think Marvel should try that route? Do I think Marvel will ever do a socially relevant Oscar-worthy movie? Um, I think maybe they could call it Black Panther <laughs> and win like a bunch of Academy Awards for it. Uh, and tell a socially relevant story. <laughs> uh, so I'm sorry, I had to call you out on that one. Uh, like literally, they just won a bunch of Oscars, not yeah. only for Best Picture for Black Panther. Um, in the vein of Joaquin Phoenix's new Joker movie, uh, or uh, Incel the movie, if you will, uh, I, I will make no show of that. I'm not really excited to see that movie as much as it looks like it was well made. Not excited about. It. So really, the heart of this question. And they ask, if so, what character storyline would you use? Do, like, I think what they're trying to ask, uh, I'm sorry if I called you out really hard, but I had to. Um, Do you think that Marvel would do a straight-up drama? Like, we've had darker movies, more serious movies. Black Widow inevitably will be a more serious movie than most. Mm -hmm. But do you think that Marvel would do a straight-up just drama in in the vein of, let's say, Logan? As a as a better example of like something that you could do, will the MCU ever see that kind of movie? I I personally, and I was, and I know that I looked at this before, and I was really trying to think about it. I, I honestly can't think of a character or a way that that would really work. It would have to be a standalone movie, and it wouldn't it couldn't really be connected to the MCU. So I guess the short answer for that would be no. Yeah, we were talking about this beforehand. The one character that I thought you could do this sort of thing with uh, is somebody like Moon Knight because he's essentially, yes, I know, he's essentially Batman, though. So you could definitely do that, you know? Uh, So I could see something like that, but even that, I don't feel like that's quite the right thing. Logan was the perfect take, and yes, that's not MCU, but uh, that's a character that really lends itself to that, especially end of his life. So, you know, I mean... Could you do some crazy old man Hulk? I'd watch that, especially if he's old man Professor Hulk. I think it will. It will. And if we're gonna do that, it'll end up being something that you're not expecting. A character that's been around for a lot of the MCU, like the way that Logan was around for so long. Yeah. Um, you would in in 2005. You would never have expected a dark cinematic like drama about right. Wolverine. It wouldn't it have made was, sense. To me, arguably one of the best one of my favorite movies. Yes, it's it's arguably the best yeah. superhero movie to date. Like the like you can debate that and sure, like, of course. a lot of that's a preference, it, but it but for it me unquestionably personally. deserves to be in that conversation. Mm-hmm. Um I don't know if the MCU can fit a true drama. Like like uh, like Black Panther is a drama, but it is a superhero, is an action movie. Like, could you do just a straight up drama that has action sequences and doesn't really hit the the humor that heavily? I don't know. I think it'll be a character that'll have been around for a long time, and just the way that Logan did, like finds a way to use the on screen version of them and bend it into a more darker. Well, take. you would enjoy yeah. the movie that Senor Nerd is mentioning in in like this, this conversation. Oh. If Marvel were to do the Doom movie by Noah Hall, the AKA the Legion guy, uh, <laughs> that, that, the yeah. Doom character, you absolutely could do this with. Yeah. Actually, that's a good point. That, that's a great point. Um, and even the one that Noah Hawley was talking about would totally fit and would fit within the MCU. Mm-hmm. Um, that could be a really deep movie. Um, actually, Namor. If you mm-hmm. do them in a certain light, a lot of those classic characters, I would say, actually fit that that bill a little bit heavier. Um, yeah, Namor. If you really did a sort of like like heavy lies the crown, which you've already done a little bit with Black Panther, but he's a supervillain, and I think so. So 
I will stand corrected with on my own stuff. Yeah, same. Doom <laughs> is a perfect choice for that. I would watch the heck out of that movie. Uh, I've already said that so many times. All right. That's unfortunately our time for today. Yeah. Um, please keep sending in your questions for Doom's Question Corner. Dude, Doom's Question Corner. It's the name of the segment, you guys. So Doom's Question Corner at, at gmail.com. Gmail. I've never written to Doom's Question Corner, and yet I know the address. <laughs> I'm not Doom, and I still know it. Yeah, so you I, go to you go to your email address, and you click Compose, <laughs> and then it, when, you, when it says Recipient, mm-hmm. like who you're sending it to, mm-hmm. you write... Doom's question corner at gmail.com. And, and you type the email. Perfect. All right. Yeah. We got to wrap it up. But thank you guys so much for joining us. And keep throwing your ideas, your questions. Like, who would you see? Uh, like, answer that for us. Who would you want to see a straight up drama? Yeah. Not an action movie, not like a, yeah. a Marvel style, like mixed bag, like Winter Soldier, but a straight up drama about in the MCU. Let us know in the comments below or just tweet it out to us. Uh, you can find Christian. At Christian DMZ on Twitter and Instagram, and you can find Zia and I Sunday nights, as we mentioned earlier, at nine Pacific over on AfterBuzz TV for Marvel TV Weekly. And of course, as we mentioned before, if you're a podcast listener, you're just going to hear that show uh, in the same feed as you hear this show, uh, at least for the next few weeks. So let us know what you think of that. And I'm Zia Anderson, and you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Zia underscore Land. That's X I A underscore Land, and on Facebook at Zia Landerson. And I'm Zach Wilson. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at ThatZachWilson. And I have to tease the episode of Ships in the Night, my other podcast that we just put out where we take weird characters from different fandoms and ship them together. Because this week we released an episode with Marvel Movie News' own Koi Jandro where we shipped Captain America with Wonder Woman. Oh, perfect. Oh, boy, did it get fun. Twisty, and I'll just drop the phrase, wholesome BDSM. <laughs> You'll have to listen to understand because what that means. Because I need to know how BDSM would be wholesome, but yes. With Captain America and Wonder Woman, <laughs> it is. All right, guys, this has been, that show is called Chips of the Night. This has been Marvel Movie News. Thanks for geeking out with us. From producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, and the entire Popcorn Talk Network, we would like to thank you for tuning in. For questions or comments, be sure to visit popcorntalk.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of the Popcorn Talk Network.